So uh, <laughs> let me say this about food real quick, okay? Uh, yes, all right. Oh, Tell boy. them about food. <sighs> Great show today. Great show tomorrow plan. Don't go anywhere. I've been at war with a mentality, not even a person or a group of people, but I have been waging war against a mentality in this building for the five years that I've been working here. It is not indigenous to this building in that it happens in every radio station building in which I've ever worked. You know that, Soul Brother Kevin. Yes, it does. Um, when companies bring food to radio stations, they are bringing that food primarily for the people who speak into microphones. Talk about talent. Thank you, Kevin, my hype man. They are bringing the food so that these clients can get serviced on the air by the people who speak into microphones. Mm -hmm. Now, it is insane to me that there is not a system in place that instructs employees about the importance of adhering to the hierarchy of food deliveries. Because if left to their own devices, these animals that work here, and I don't even mean people, I mean these animals will run rampant. I call them cockroaches because we are owned by cocks and they are roaches. Today, and by the way, this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with the bigger picture. I brought in my baked chicken lunch from Winn-Dixie. I stopped on my way from filming daytime to Winn-Dixie to get my baked chicken. I got a delicious new side, red peppers and onions, lightly seasoned. Is that new? Delicious okay. and new over All at right. the Winn-Dixie. So I wasn't really, I, I was hungry, but I had my food in hand. As I'm walking, uh, as I'm, I'm traveling up the elevator, all these three floors, I see an email go out, all staff from uh, our receptionist, who is a really good friend of mine. And it says, blankety blank restaurant in break room. So in the time that it took me to get out of the elevator, there were no fewer than 15 of our coworkers attacking this defenseless food it was as if you know on those crocodile videos where the poor zebra is trying to cross the river and he gets caught in the current and he's like uh-oh and all the other uh, crocodiles are like hell yeah this food was the zebra and our co-workers were the crocodiles can i cross-examine the witness for a second one moment please i'm still in opening <laughs> arguments but yes you may in a moment what's your question I know you talk about this a lot. I'm not sure if the audience gets behind you when you talk about that you didn't get the food, but there are never specific instructions that this food is just to go to the on-air right. talent. No, you're right. You're right. Never. But there, even without concrete, specific instructions, I argue, these people, I'm not saying bow down or get clowned. I'm not saying know your role, but I'm saying know your role and bow down or get clowned because- you know full well if you're so-and-so who works as a sales assistant. Let's talk about so-and-so. Or if you're so-and-so who works in production, you know that food is not for you. If there is food left over when the, I dare say it, important people are done eating, mm -hmm. then that food will trickle down much like Reaganomics trickle down to the poor people. But even without instructions, you should have the awareness of there are 15 of us people who don't talk into microphones attacking food while I'm on the fringes watching this with my jaw at the floor. Keith Connors, who works over at, uh, what is he working at, Magic? Yeah, yeah. Keith Connors works at Magic, can't get in there because all these people are eating, none of whom 
have access to a microphone so they can tell people about the delicious food that this unnamed restaurant brought in. One, two, checker. Microphone checker. And it is an atrocity. And you're right, Seth. Maybe the people out there can't grasp the uh, importance or impact of this. But, I mean, if you put food out, why would you not eat the food? If they put the food out in the break room, right? and maybe some people have heard this bit before and they fear Drew Garabo. It's not a bit. And what he might say if they satiate their hunger. Well, you see the food, you're going to eat it. You're not going to start asking questions. Mm. Hey, did Drew eat? You should ask yourself that question. And there should be, from the top down, a system in place that goes, hey, listen, before you guys run and attack this food like you haven't had a meal since the Lyndon B. Johnson administration— could, could you just maybe look at the people who talk on microphones who might be in a studio making money for this company and they get their fair chance at this food? Because, again, this isn't about me. Not only did I have my baked chicken from Winn-Dixie, but I knew that Fuzzy Taco <laughs> – I knew that Fuzzy Taco was going to be bringing by food today so that we wouldn't go hungry. It's about everyone else. It's about who's in Magic, who's in Dove, what robot is in 97X. Who's in the eagle and hot? People like your wife, Seth Kushner. Yes. People like Chase. I brought my wife lunch today. You're a good man. I offered her a fuzzy taco. I offered her some tacos to eat. I hope she respectfully took those tacos. She, she said she'd think about it. But my point is this. Now, I'm done making it an on-air bit. I stood there, <laughs> as several people will tell you in the break room, I stood there and berated all of these people for attacking this food. If you're on Twitter, go to at Drew on the radio and look at the photo I tweeted out. That photo was taken five minutes after the food was delivered. Three of the tins were left threadbare. There was nothing in them. Do you want the audience to rally behind you on this, and do you think they are, or do you not even care? I don't care. This is one of those incidents where, say, 40% of the people think I'm an a-hole for even bringing this up. Oh, wow. It's gone. Say say <laughs> say 60% of the people can relate to this. I don't even care. This is an injustice. Now, I will say, we get access to a lot of really cool things being on the air. We get access to Howlo Scream. We get invited to restaurant grand openings like Portillo's. Oh, you get to interview a male porno star on Friday. We get to interview Tori Lane, my favorite female porno star on Friday. We get to have my friend Lee Lou Lovin on Friday. And yes, male film porn star James Bartolet is going to come in. Ah, the perks. So we get some perks. But I kind of think without coming off like a uh, blowhard. Too late. We deserve those perks, do we not? It's up to the restaurant. If the restaurant gives specific instructions that we would like the on-air personalities to eat this food first, right. so they will talk about us and we'll get free publicity, that's all got to be established ahead of time. But if they bring food and the food goes into the break room, I don't think you can be upset at people for eating. But what else would be the point of bringing that food to a radio just, station? Just to, to, I think everybody that works here is important. I don't think just because we speak on air that we're more important no, than the people that— No, but I'm talking from the restaurant standpoint. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what's negotiated between sales and the restaurant mm. when they say bring some food by. Mostly they say bring food by so then maybe at some point they can get a little free publicity sure. and then maybe they can give us money one day. So wait a minute. Let me rewind to something you said. You don't think we're any more important than the people who work behind the scenes here? I don't. You're crazy. You could get anyone to do their jobs. And, and they do their job very well, by the way. Well, you don't even know what their job is. I don't care. <laughs> it's not important to me. Like they write things up. They write up orders for the commercials that we sell because of our talent. 
they could find you. I, you give me a job fair. I'll find you 50 people to do each of those people's jobs, except for Rhonda. She does a great job. And Mary Lou. But other than them, I'll find you people who can do their jobs with equal or better proficiency. Find me somebody who can do this afternoon show and be voted best afternoon show in the Bay <laughs> by the readers of Creative Loafing, other than Michael Calta. Exactly. We are more important. I'll say it. Now, are they important to our organization? Certainly. Are they as important as us? They are not. We are vital to the success of this company. Are we irreplaceable? No, we are not irreplaceable. No. But when that restaurant that I will not name because I did not get to eat any of their food, when that restaurant brings by food to say, hey, listen, we're starting catering now. Here's some food for you guys. You know, we'd love it if we could get a met. It is incumbent upon the account executive to make sure that the on-air people eat. It is incumbent upon the employees here to have an awareness of, I'm eating all this food where the on-air people aren't getting any of it, something needs to be done. But nothing is ever done, and that restaurant squandered a food delivery because the only person I saw who sits in front of a microphone was nobody. I didn't see any on-air people eating it. Well, you shouldn't be upset because that restaurant, they're the ones who lost out today they because are. they didn't get the free publicity, and you got fuzzy tacos, so you still got to eat. You're right, but this isn't about me. This is about the bigger picture. I think big it's picture. about you. No. Oh, it is not. <laughs> Unless it, you're the big picture. I think it's about you. Well, maybe I am. But this is about you, 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 and that restaurant. <laughs> because having worked in restaurants for so long. Hi, Carmen. Hi. I just have something to chime in. Please. To back you up. Thank you. Because, um, you know, we do the Why Not Wednesday. Yes. That each other, like, what is it, first or last Wednesday of the month. That's right. One of the different stations, their sales department hold a eating gathering for the sales team. Sure. And normally they get someone that is a sponsor yep. of that station sure. to cater the event. No doubt. So they get to eat this free food that they get to go to first yes. because we are always on air during the time of the party. Right. So therefore they get their chance to get their free food. Yes. During that time. That's correct. From our sponsors. Right. So if someone brings food in expecting to get mm -hmm. a little bit of airtime. They should get a little bump. Exactly. And to not get a bump really defeats the purpose of them bringing food in the first place. Yes. So I totally agree with you because I am starving. Thank you. And well, thank you for sharing you, your fuzzy, fuzzy taco with me. Are you still me. starving? I, oh, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no fuzzy taco left. <laughs> I only ate half. <laughs> well, thank you, Carmen. And it really is about the bigger picture because I, I feel bad for that restaurant. I used to work in restaurants and I know how hard it is for restaurants to make it in this crazy world. And you know, it's one of my favorite restaurants in St. Pete. I love I it too. all the me time. Me too. Me too. I've spent my money there. Poured a lot of money into that restaurant and their sister restaurant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like to see them succeed. And for them to come in here and bring in food. Guys, if you had seen the feeding frenzy that I saw, it was like if a, uh, a lion had killed a wildebeest, right? And then the lion, for some reason, got distracted by something. And then the jackals and the hyenas picked apart that zebra before the lion could eat any of it. I wish you would have took a little video. You know, it's funny. I, I started to, and I saw the look on the face of the person who ran to HR the last time I made a big deal about this. And so I stopped doing the video because someone was so sensitive about the fact that he or she was one of the most egregious offenders when it comes to eating this food that does not belong to them. That they went to human resources because they felt like I shamed them for eating food that they knew did not belong to them. 
Now, Buck said you can blur her face out. You want a tweet? Give me a tweet. You sure? Yeah, I can take it. Does Drew really feel this entitled and better than all the untalented people? It's obnoxious and shows his true colors. Yeah, no, I, I maybe it does show my true colors. I don't think I'm any better as a person. I think I'm more valuable to this company. That's all. No, I take that back. I know I'm more valuable to this company. That's all. Maybe it's obnoxious to you, but that food is intended for us, and I don't flex my on-air muscle very often, but I feel I am more valuable to the company than these people are, yes. But you know what? You don't even know what today is. It's National Feed the Sales Staff Day. Uh, that is not true. That is not true. And they eat all this food. They don't clean up after themselves, and it's disgusting. It's gluttonous. It's gross. You know what this shows me? Nobody brings their own lunch. What would these has people have eaten today if free food didn't appear? That's what I'm concerned about. Pack a sandwich, people. Other I, other people's lunch out of the break room. I think they should give the food back. <laughs> <laughs> Was it been an hour or two? I don't care. It, it is crazy to me that this continues to happen. Crazy to me. And I'm getting some tweets right now. Holy crap, I worked at the courthouse. It's exactly the same. That's why Front Counter kept our food up front. Let's use a courthouse for an example, all right? You bring in food to the courthouse, and you've got... Uh, uh, paralegals who pick apart the food before the judge does. There's a hierarchy there. Is the judge a better person than any of the paralegals? Probably not. Are they more important to the court system judiciously than those paralegals? They most certainly are. Paralegals are a dime a dozen. Am I right? I am right. I guess you are. Whatever backs up your point. <laughs> but you got to eat today. You're all good. I like that you're so passionate about food. Well, yeah, and, it, and it's not even that I'm hungry because, like I said, I ate my baked chicken and we got fuzzy that, taco. Yeah, it's no. not about that. It's about the inequity and it's about the 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 overimportance of these people. Now, should they get food once we are done? And by we, I mean the vital people talking on the radio. Sure. Do you have a solution to this? I don't. I've been I've been talking about this for five years. I even went to one of the sales managers who watched the aftermath, and I said, "What can be done about this?" And she said, "I love you." <laughs> <laughs> you've done this bit for a few years now, where you've been upset that people have eaten before you. Why not go to Keith Lawless? Why not go to our boss and say, "Seriously, can we talk about this?" And where where do you come out on it? Because I just want everybody to know this is real. This is serious. It really feels this yeah, way. Yeah, no, this is real. Um. I guess I don't want to be viewed as someone who views myself as better than anybody else in the world. Oh, well. <laughs> you can leave that part out of the conversation when you're talking to the boss. But, I mean, he came up through the sales ranks. You know, he knows what he knows what it's like to sell. And the people who sell, by, it was none of the salespeople who were eating the food. It's all the assistants. I consider the salespeople our equals. I do. They are just as important as we are because they sell what we do. Well, who's not important here? Well, I don't, it's not as important. The, the salespeople work hand in hand with us because if they if we don't have someone to market and sell our shows, then we are we are done because we don't produce revenue. You know, the thing is, is that I, I, I kind of want to defend all these people who you're saying are not as important because people will look at this radio show and go, hey, as long as Drew's there, it doesn't matter who's around. Oh, him. that's Drew, not true. Drew, Drew is the host, so he's the only one that's important to the show. When I, oh, no. When, uh, although you are and it is your show, a lot of people do a lot of work for this show. Yeah, well, no. Drew can't eat all the food. Right. I would let you guys have some, too. No, but I'm, I'm saying anyone on any anyone with access to any microphone, not just me, but you guys, every show, JR, Carmen, Monica, Mike, Rob, Johnny B, everybody. They deserve the right to that food because they might open up their mic and go, hey, you know, blah, 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 restaurant brought by food, and it was awesome. 
Whereas these people who work in the support roles, what are they going to do? What are they going to, at their book club tonight, go, so what do you think about the Joy Luck Club? Oh, I had the most delicious catered lunch today. I'll say, thank you for telling me about that. I'll tell three friends. It's unfair. One of them did whisper to me that the food was really good. <laughs> so I just thought I'd pass that along. And by the way, it, it, Ryan Sud Sanity just tweeted me, radio salespeople get paid handsomely, and yes, you are way more important than they are, as is Seth, Seth and the Soul Brothers. No, we're not. We are not any more important than the salespeople. The salespeople sell what we do. We can provide great ratings, and they can go and sell it, but if they don't sell it, then we don't have anything. You... There's only one person who should be angry today, and that's the restaurant. Yes. They should be much angrier than you are. And I believe if there is an account executive for that restaurant, then the responsibility is with them to say, hey, listen, let's just make sure that... You know who does a great job of this? Scotty. Scotty handles McDonald's, right? And when they have a food drop, she emails us the on-air talent and says, let me get your order. Gwen does a great job with this. She says, hey... I got uh, Thirsty First coming by. What do you guys want? And we go, hey, here's what we would like. And they make sure that the, the on-air talent eats first. What's up, Taylor? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Hey, I mean, I don't know all the details, but uh, I was thinking maybe just order more food. I mean, have some for the sales staff and then definitely have some for the people on air so they can review it or whatnot. I mean, it's a better solution than anything I've proposed, which is no solution. So I will give you that. But it, I get the feeling that even if there were 80 tons of food, the 80 tons would be picked through by the time I got there, my man. So I don't think it's a quantity issue. It's a recognition issue. But thank you very much for your attempted solution. Uh, Gary, don't you dare say that it is the receptionist's fault. She's overworked and underpaid. No, I'm not saying it's her fault. But okay. she could solve the problem just by sending out an email to the on-air personality saying, XYZ restaurant just dropped off food. If you guys want to get it, you know, within the next 15 minutes or so before I send out a blanket email to everybody else. You, um, I, I see what you're saying. There is validity to what you are saying, but but that is not her job. She is already handling a million phone calls from idiots who don't know what prize that they won from what station. She's handling my business and and packages and this person telling her to do with this. It's not her job to uh, to to determine, you know, oh, I better send an email out and blah, blah, blah. You know? Right. Well she's she's sending an email out now, so let's just say she doesn't have to she doesn't do any more work than what she's already doing. She just sends an email out to the on the on air personalities. The people, the the salespeople, and everything are going to smell that there's food in the you know in the break room. By the way, it is the not time. the salespeople. It is not the people who sell our program. They are <laughs> entitled to that food, as we are. We eat hand in hand, jaw in jaw. That was a weird way to put that. Jaw in jaw. I don't know. Is that a saying? Can I be honest with you though? I think you have been for the first twenty three minutes of the show. <laughs> I have to either let one thing go. Oh, one of these two things. I have to let one of these two causes of mine go. Okay. This or the rain smokers. And I have I think I have made peace with the rain, rain smokers. I talked to the guy who runs a building and I asked him if there was a solution and he said, "Man, I don't know of one." He said, "When it rains, I don't know what to do about it. I can't tell these people they can't smoke." And I looked at him real funny. I said, "You can't." And he said, "I would like to, but I can't." And I said, "You know what?" You're right. Wait, you were snitching on the rain smokers? What you was it, to the building guy? Well, I just happened to be walking out of the building at the same <laughs> oh, time man, he was. You can't, I can't trust you anymore. I, I just happened to be walking out of the business you know, at the same time as he. You talked to Zach? Yeah, the attractive fella. Well, 
Yeah. He's a good looking guy. He's yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I can see where you would pick food over rain smokers. Yeah, that's yeah. more important to me. Yeah. I can hold my breath when I walk in. You can benefit from the food. Right. I can't benefit from you The know. rain smokers are killing you. Well softly. Well, but you know, I made peace with it. I said, Hey, you know, Zach, what 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 can we do about the rain smokers? And he laughed. He said, I know, man. I said, We're we're coming up on some storms. There are gonna be people smoking in front of your building. <laughs> what do what do we do about this? And he said, I don't know. What do you think we should do? Well, if you're snitching on the rain smokers, why not go snitch on all the people that are eating food before you and go see Keith Lawson and have a talk with him about it? Uh, I, would, I would honestly love to know, and we're not going to call him on the air, but I would love to know what he thinks about it. I bet he doesn't really care. Oh, no. There's no way he cares. And there's no way that I don't come off like the bad guy in this. I realize that. I realize that even if 95% of the people listening right now can't relate, I'm right on this issue. Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. By the way, there's there's breaking news on Twitter. Today. Go ahead. I don't know if you heard about this. No. What? What? What happened? Um, hold on. I'm going to read the official tweet um, from John Senning. Promo John. Official statement. I will not be fighting Ryan Hoppy at the punch out. What? Oh, what? I'm sure a suitable replacement will be announced soon. Hashtag sorry. Well, that really throws a hair into the cream of wheat. That is the punch out, isn't it? Well, not unless your team Hoppy. True. As I am. Yeah, yeah, really. So that, that's a victory. Yeah. That wow. was, was going to be the main event, wasn't it? I think so. Mm. Breaking news on Twitter, Seth Kushner will now fight Ryan Hoppy. Please, Is that true? <laughs> Please don't start that stuff. Jay, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. How you doing, Jay? I'm a sissy. Good. How are you guys today? Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. So I just have a question, and I didn't hear you say this, so that's why I want to ask. Yes. Are you intentionally not saying the name of the restaurant because you did not get to eat any of the food? Why would I say the name of the restaurant? I didn't get to eat any food. Okay, so if, they, if I'm asking if that's why, because I feel like you're punishing the restaurant if you say that you like the restaurant, mm. and it's not their fault that people that you didn't get food because you have sharks working in your company. Well, I, the shark actually goes out and hunts its own food, sir. The remora is the sucker fish that attaches itself to the shark that eats <laughs> gotcha. the, that gotcha. eats the food that gets spewed out of the shark's mouth. But no, I'm not. I'm not mentioning the restaurant because why would I? We didn't get any of the food. So whoever the AE is, sorry for you. Maybe next time you make sure that the on-air talent gets a little food. How come you haven't spent a lot of time focusing on the food that you do have today that was brought just for you? We talked about Fuzzy Taco for a second <laughs> and my man Ian. How do we start talking about Fuzzy Taco in the first place? Were we just talking about – I mean, we talk about tacos a lot. I'm sure somebody will tweet us. I don't recall. We were talking about tacos, and then somebody said, if you tried Fuzzy Tacos in Brandon, we were incredulous that there was such a place. We were talking about some of the best taco places in town. Yeah, and – uh Fuzzy Tacos called, and we talked to Ian for a while, and he said, you got to try my food. So he brought by food. And I'll tell you what, their fire-roasted salsa, amazing. Enchiladas, nachos. They even brought a salad for you, Seth, knowing that you love salads. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And he even left the brisket on the side because he knows that you might not want brisket on there. <sighs> no, I've had enough brisket in my day. <laughs> so thank you to Fuzzy Tacos. And that's a, uh, you know. Randy Hahn, it's everywhere, even the military. Support staff gets the delivery while the guys are out in the field, and they get nothing. We're out there on the front lines putting ourselves in in the line of fire. I can't even – I'm sorry. I can't even compare myself to a soldier without laughing. I'm no soldier. Uh, hello, Zach. What's up? Hey, how's it going, Drew? Very well, Zach. Thank you. Yourself? Good. I'm doing good. Awesome. I got a solution for the uh, food dilemma. Y'alls. So my mom used to work at a doctor's office, and the drug reps who were uh, trying to – get their prescriptions to be sold or uh, 
prescribed at that doctor's office. They would bring in food every yeah. day for lunch. That used to be quite the racket. Those uh, those drug reps, man, they used to uh, they really used to uh, to be able to get the wheels greased in those medical offices for sure. Yeah. So basically, what the drug reps would do is they would bring a separate tray or order for the doctor, and the doctor would eat it in his office alone. Well, <laughs> one of the drug reps would uh, talk over their prescription, mm. and the rest mm. of the people would get like the rest of the food or the tra- uh, separate trays. Mm. I, I I feel I have to laugh when I think about a lonely doctor in his office eating food alone while the s- support staff eats. That's that's the way they want it. Yeah. You used to be a uh, drug rep, weren't you? Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. this guy's exactly what you do. So the doctor just wants like the, the caviar and the filet mignon. So he doesn't have to be in there with the rest of the staff, right. hearing about all this. Ugh. You got surgery to think of. Mm-hmm. Jane, what's up? Welcome to Drew Grabo Live. How are you, Jane? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Very well, thank you. I think I might have a solution. Can they just bring the food right into the studio, whoever happens to be on the air at the time, or can they leave it in, in one of your in y'all's offices? You, is that, or is it too much food? No, it's a great point, Jane. Uh, it's not that it's too much food. And here is where I must peel back a little bit of uh, my argument that will actually lend credence to the cockroaches. There is no designation <laughs> that this food is intended solely or primarily for the on-air talent. I operate under the assumption that the restaurant wants the mentions that they can get on the air from the on-air talent, but there is no spoken or unspoken rule that says this food is for the people who talk on the air. If it were designated as such, and and to be fair, any time that there is food designated for the on-air talent, like in Fuzzy Tacos, our receptionist, the sales rep, Mike Olivero, someone will make sure that food gets directly into our hands. It's where there's that nebulous gray area of this food is kind of up for grabs, that I wish there was recognition of, hey, it'd be cool if some of the on-air people could get this food. Does that make any sense at all? It does, but maybe you guys should work on changing that then, because maybe that's the issue. Because that is what I will do. Just be, yeah, it should just be understood that the on-air talent gets everything first. I mean, not to be selfish or anything, but... No, no. Do you, do you have a job? Would, would you like a job? I can find a place for you in this organization. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Good. You're hired. Thank you. She gets it. How come these people who work in here, well, they get it. They just don't care. All right. I'm done with it. I mean, nothing's changed. You've Nothing been, ever will. It's been, what, three years? This this bit's been happening since the first time? I'd say four. Four? I think I, to- I coined the phrase cockroaches four years ago when I set up a hidden camera to catch the people who would eat Chick-fil-A before any of the on-air talent, before they started sending out emails that said, please let Drew eat first. <laughs> They've created me. You have created this tyrant that is me. This is the last time I'm ever going to bitch about it. No, it's not. You feel, you feel better? No, nothing's changed. I know. If you guys could have seen the the feeding frenzy that took place. I love a happy workplace. I bet they're so happy because they ate a good meal now. They, uh, unless they're listening. Well, they got this version of the show with a few epithets in the break room. Because I, I said all of these things in the break room very loudly while they were all eating. And you know what they said back? <laughs> I'd be so afraid to eat anything, even if it was a, a pizza or a pastry that had been left out for weeks. If I ever listened to your show, I would not touch anything. I wouldn't buy anything from the vending machines. I'd be so afraid that I would be fodder for your show. It's a legit fear. Oh. Yeah, 97X Tampa Bay's New Rock Alternative, The Morning X with Drew and Seth. We are so insecure that we crave feedback so much 
I think everybody in radio is insecure. We're really insecure, but we don't get a lot of feedback from our boss anymore. He's very busy, but our big, big, big boss, Keith Lawless, just walked in here, slapped our asses, and told us he really liked the Olympic bit that we do. I don't think he slapped our asses, but maybe metaphorically he did. No, he did. Okay. Uh, you <laughs> I mean, just slapped okay. my ass. I mean, I'm not going to go to HR about it. He can do whatever he wants to me. He owns me. I am. Uh, but, but yeah, he came in and said he really liked the Olympics bit. And Willie, we like, we, it's like someone like just put sunlight and water on a flower that's been neglected for a year. <laughs> and we're like blossoming into the sun. So thanks for that, Keith. We love you. Yeah, let's get to the zombie rape. Oh, yeah. We got a fetish girl on the line with us, Dre Hazel. Her Twitter is the real Dre Hazel. If you're already following her, you noticed that she tweeted out that she is going to be on 98X this morning. <laughs> We stole her away from 98X and put her on 97X. And uh, here we've got Dre Hazel right here. What's up, Dre? What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning to you. How's your day so far? Uh, amazing. I can't get surrounded by a bunch of freaks, half-naked ladies, and a bar. <laughs> hey, Dre, have you been to FetishCon before? I have, yes. W- what is it like for us? I'm going for the first time this year. Uh, tell, tell people I've never been what it's like, what they can expect. Oh, man. Okay, so first of all, it, like, okay, it reminds me of, you guys, um, you know Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show? Of course. It reminds me of that song, Freaker's Ball. Oh, that's Like, a that's exactly one. what it is. Aside from, like, necrophilia, like, outright in the hallways, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty much, it's the ultimate Freaker's Ball. You're going to see men dressed as women. You're going to see um, leather daddies, sexy ladies, half-naked ladies, a lot of thongs. You're going to see a lot of really ridiculous and tall, like, high heels. Um, I mean, all walks of life. You're going to see probably there's there's like dungeons where like beatings go down and it's pretty much God love the Hyatt man because they let us do pretty much whatever we want here. Fantastic. We're speaking with so, Dre Hazel about FetishCon this weekend. Uh, Dre, I have to know about one of the fetishes that you perform. It's called zombie <laughs> rape. Please tell us about that. <laughs> okay, so check it. I worked with this guy and he makes his, all, his own props and everything. So I get there, and I'm like, okay, it's like Death Trap Studios is the name of his place. So he's just, he looks like Charles Manson, and a lot of his work kind of reflects that. And uh, he's a super awesome guy, by the way, just a shout-out to him. I'm not talking shit. Oh, whoops. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> anyway, um, so and I get there, and um, he wants me to get nude, and then I lay down, and he's put, like, all these zombie arms on me, and there's, like, this huge, like, life-size zombie that is, uh, raping me. So I'm supposed to look terrified, but like turned on at the same time and um, kind of portray that. So that was really interesting. I bet it was. I mean, terrified and turned on at the same time. That's tough to pull off. <laughs> and Dre, just so you know, uh, as you were telling that story, Drew was pulling up all your pictures on Facebook. Is, nice. is, is that really you in the uh, in the Facebook photo? That is true, Craig. Yes, that is Jesus me. Christ. And uh, Danielle said you're wearing nothing right now but a knee brace and a smile. Is that true? That's right. <laughs> can, can you rub your knee brace against the phone for me? <laughs> you bet your ass. Hold on a second. It's so hot. <laughs> yeah, that's a knee brace. I rubbed it just for you. All right. Now, uh, what about you? Uh, people watching you step on bugs with your feet so that people can hear the bugs squash. What the hell is that all about, Dre? Okay, so um, that fetish I do not possess, but I really, really try hard to understand what I shoot. So um, apparently uh, there's... People really like to hear something crushing beneath your heels and your bare feet. And so um, one time I shot, and then we got a bunch of crickets from a like a, a pet store. And um, basically, I put I, we dropped a bunch of crickets in a small room, and I went around stepping on them and crunching them and like twisting them beneath my heels and like scraping them across the ground because the sound, I guess, is a turn on for some. And um, 
So I don't mind squashing some crickets. Dre, is there anything that you won't do? Is there anything that you've uh, turned down in the past? Um, yeah, I, I'm not really down with them. What am I not down with? This for me personally, I don't, I don't like, I, I won't do any boy girl work in any capacity as far as like a hardcore, just because I feel like I want to keep something for myself. Um, and I won't, I don't really think that I won't do except for like anal. Okay. Oh. Now, now Dre, the zombie rape doesn't fall in the category of boy girl. Uh, no, because he wasn't. Because <laughs> he was dead, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can do boy girl as long as the boy is undead or dead. Yeah, yeah. So yeah vampire zombies, that cool, man. But if they have a pulse, no, I can't. Mm-mm. Gotcha. We're speaking with Dre Hazel. She'll be at FetishCon this weekend. The website is fetishcon.com. Uh, Dre, how popular is the armpit fetish these days? Um, actually, believe it or not, that's not one of the small ones that I've shot. I've shot that several times, actually just the other day, as a matter of fact. Um, tickling is a huge fetish, so we incorporated tickling into the armpit, but the guy just really wanted close-up of the armpit, and he wanted, like, caressing. I've done some armpit licking before, smelling. Ugh. So, um, there's an ass for every seat is the way that I look at it. It's just, that's that's his seat. <laughs> Phenomenal. Well, Dre, thank you so much for your time. We're looking forward to seeing you. Do you have a website? I know your Twitter is the real Dre Hazel. That's D-R-E-H-A-Z-E-L-E-Z-E-L. Uh, do you have a website? I do not have a website, no, because I'm also a student, so I just don't have the time to put into, you know, building an empire. Oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> is that is that the goal for you, Dre, is to, to build a fetish empire? Um, here, I want to have a hand in every cookie jar, so I want to like be an FBI profiler and a serial killer and uh, a fetish model and potentially own my own porn company. Oh, that's hot. Uh, that's so uh, yeah, ambitious. I want to do everything. Awesome. <laughs> and nobody can tell me I can't. And just so you know, when you uh, when you tweeted out to your followers, we're uh, 97x, not 98x, as you said, uh, <laughs> as you said on your oh, Twitter. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's early. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Well, thank you so much for your I time, Dre. We we appreciate it very much. Good luck to you this weekend. Hope it goes well. Okay. Thank you so much. I will definitely look forward to seeing you. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. You ready, Danielle? You ready to go there this weekend? Yeah, I am. I'm excited. I told Phoebe, I said, hey, uh, Danielle and I have to go to FetishCon for work on Saturday. Uh She said, well, my parents are coming over. And I said, okay. I said, we have to go to FetishCon for work. I I I don't know if she was trying to get me to get out of it so I could see her parents. Yes. But her parents just live in Dunedin, so it's like I I don't ever see them. But that's why she told you that. What, what, Danielle? I think you should see her parents at some point. Okay, but you know what I said? I said, I can't send you to FetishCon alone. Right. I cannot do that. Right. Because you will end up in a dungeon somewhere. We won't ever hear from you again, and I will feel responsible. I will call you from the dungeon. No. You don't need me with you at FetishCon. I No, no, no. I... Uh, you no, no, I'm asking you honestly. Do you want me to go through a fetish con when we get audio, or do you not need me? I could go by myself if it meant you spending time with Phoebe's family. And it, it's a conversation I actually would like to have with you off of the air, because I don't want to bring it all here. You're not going to bring it. You're not bring- I just think it's important. for. I just think if it was me, I and it could be avoided. Like, if, if the person I was going with could stand on their own, and I think that I can. I know what we want. We've been doing this for a long time. I just think that... You're going to um, end up in a zombie rape yes. scene, Danielle, and your, like ho- your whole future career of being a weather lady is going to be over. I'm not going to be in a zombie rape scene, though. I'm not going to let that happen to me. I could take I could take you, a bodyguard. You're 108 pounds. You have you have no control of what happens at Fetish Con. 110. Um, oh, my God, really? No. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Remember <laughs> oh Dublin? Remember Dublin? Do you remember how dangerous things were for you in Dublin? Yeah, they were drunk. These people are just fetish people. They're not crazy creeps. Mm, they're drunk on freakishness. They're weird, Danielle. Yeah, I, I would feel much better with Seth. I mean, I... I'm sure you want to see your uh, your you know your beautiful in-laws, but uh, no, uh-uh, no. I love the in-laws. I'm ma- I love mom and dad. 
in law, but I really have to put work first this time. Yes, sir. That's the right call to make. By the way, the picture of the ass is up on the Morning X page, facebook.com slash the morning ass. Uh, <laughs> you okay, Drew? Fine. I looked at that ass and it's just amazing. You said it was underwhelming, though. Well, the photo itself is underwhelming. The ass is beautiful, but the photo needs to be of her ass front and center, bent over. I'll take another one when this girl shows up to the green room. Are you going to? If she lets me. Okay. I'm or sure, even if she doesn't. I'm sure she will. I hope so. Uh, but it's up there. These two girls made out with each other for the very first time over some Chick-fil-A this morning. And uh, the picture's up at Facebook.com slash The Morning X. Once a girl gets done watching Bush perform right in front of her, you could get her to do anything. I hope you're right on that one. We'll find out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.